1: Now Godzilla fits in a Taco Bell kid's meal.
0: I think this guy's following me. What do you want?
1: Can I please talk to you about Godzilla? What? You're listening to Frank Saw the New Godzilla Film. Why, hello there. I saw the new Godzilla film. Godzilla minus one. I'm going to sort out everybody who just wants to know if it's good or not. Yeah, it's good. Really good. You could go now. If you want a twistier, more personal explanation as to why I feel that way, stick around. Godzilla and me go way back. I loved Godzilla before I remember loving Godzilla. My first favorite movie that I can recall, and I don't remember actually watching it for the first time, was Terror of Mechagodzilla, the 1975 end to the Showa era and I think I've told this story in another podcast I can't remember which one I mean I could look it up I'm going freestyle uh, I didn't write any of this down because I just want to see how much off the top of my head I can remember about this I, like I said Terror of Mechagodzilla was my first favorite movie that I recall and uh, I would watch it on a loop I'd put the VHS tape on, it would end, I'd rewind it and watch it again, much to like the dissatisfaction of uh, my family. But uh, for people with my specific type of, uh, what the kids call these days neurodivergence, we like repetition this I had to look up I lied to you earlier in August 23rd 1985 they released in the States Koji Hashimoto's Godzilla in 1985 okay just to to clarify I'm sure that people are listening to this and you're a fan of Godzilla you know what I mean when I say Showa and Heisei era for everybody else the Showa era refers to the Godzilla films made between 1954 with the Shiro Honda original Godzilla all the way up to terror of mechagodzilla in 1975 and uh heisei and showa i don't they refer to like political movements within japan that's as far as my knowledge goes like i i know those terms and i know there's the millennium era i don't know what the new two eras are called i recall seeing godzilla 1985 in the theater very clearly now so i watched terror of mechagodzilla now that's in the Showa era like late i mean it's at the end of the show era where godzilla has now become like the hero of the series i didn't understand any of that so i probably begged my dad i don't recall like the whole meetup to going to see it but i do remember being in the theater and specifically at the end of it so in my little tiny brain my still forming little brain godzilla is the hero I don't understand when this movie starts that all the people that Godzilla had I'd watched say in the previous film were now trying to desperately kill him over and over and over again until they finally succeed in the horror the the it's brutal that sea. I've recently rewatched it. That sequence at the end is brutal when they throw him into the volcano. The film ends with them finally luring Godzilla into a volcano as a poorly edited in fat Raymond Burr watches. Isn't that weird that they brought Raymond Burr back for the American version of Godzilla in So for those of you who don't know, Godzilla, the one that we grew up watching, if you're old like I am, was the version called Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was an American producer bought the 1954 Gojira in 1956, rejiggered it, and added footage of a young Raymond Burr into the film as a character named Steve Barton, which is funny. (laughs) and uh, when they brought godzilla back for 1985 they brought him back and his placement in it is even weirder than this one cuz he has no reason to be there like literally none but anyway the film ends with godzilla falling into a volcano and just screaming in slow motion, watching this, I just didn't understand what was going on, and I just started doing those deep child sobs, those, and my dad just getting really annoyed, like, "What the fuck? This kid wanted me to go see Godzilla, and know he's just fucking crying." Margaret, what's wrong with this kid? I remember going home and like, "See, look, he's okay." Like they had to put on Terror of Mecha Godzilla because I was so such a wreck after watching that. It's like, "Look, he's okay. He's fine. Look, he's fighting. terror He's fighting the Mecha Godzilla again. He's okay." yeah they killed him Godzilla's amazing in the sense that he's the only atom age 50s monster to still have any currency in the modern era like imagine if they were making like riffs on the movie them with like they were still making giant ant movies
0: yes the atomic bomb is terrible but more terrible still are the effects of atomic mutation hello I'm Lawrence Woolsey and I want to warn you about something that could happen Something that does happen in my newest motion picture,
1: MANT. So I'm going to give you a kind of cursory review of the film of Godzilla Minus One. Here's the problem. I'm probably the worst person to review a Godzilla film in that I kind of like them all. Godzilla to me is like pizza. Even when it sucks, it's kind of good. Except for that pizza I had in the Hard Rock Hotel in Hollywood, Florida that one time. You know how bad pizza has to be for me to spit it out? If you put cheese and sauce on like uh, like a, a, a dried out log of shit. I might I might eat it. That's how bad this pizza was. Hard Rock in, in Hollywood, Florida. Get, get your shit together then and, and and come on loosen those slots up a little bit jesus christ i got killed that weekend i even like the 1998 uh roland emmerich godzilla yeah i do i i know i'm not supposed to like if you're like a godzilla fan i've talked to like a lot of godzilla fans actually i haven't i just like read what they say online i don't talk to people nobody's supposed to like that i do here's the problem and i actually did talk to one godzilla fan this uh older gentleman who just uh, who's like who lives in my neighborhood and we've like I saw he wore a Godzilla t-shirt one day we started uh, talking I said I like that movie he said no why do you like it I said look the the only problem with the 1998 Godzilla well there's a lot of problems with it, but the, the major problem is is that it's called Godzilla as a giant monster film it's fine if they would have called it like beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms it would have been fine we would have liked that there's a thing in godzilla 1998 that bothers me well there's a lot of things that bother me. there's something that's always stuck in my mind from that film is that uh what the, and one of the major problems with it being a godzilla film and it goes back to this article i read with the co-writer dean devlin and when asked about why godzilla didn't have atomic breath and it's it stands out as one of the the perfectly encapsulates Hollywood stupidity. His, his statement was, and I'm paraphrasing, because I'm getting, this is off the top of my head, freestyling, baby. is uh, He's like, they asked him why he had, didn't, Godzilla didn't have atomic breath. And it's because, well, we felt it wasn't realistic. Why did you decide to make a 300-foot atomic lizard thing? That's where you decide, that's where, that's where the line is? You're, you're a radioactive lizard? You have a character who's named after Roger Ebert. And Gene Siskel, which is fine because I hate both of them. Like that's the that's where you decided to be grounded. That's bizarre to me, but I like it. it, it for, on its own terms, it's like listen, we all when we go to Godzilla films, we want we want big lizard go smashy smash. That's what we're there for. It's the simplest of pleasures. You're gonna, I'm going to lose all credibility with everybody right now. I do like the Godzilla 1998. I don't like Godzilla 2014. Here's the problem: Godzilla 1998 is stupid. Godzilla 2014 is a stupid movie in smart person drag. You have a sequence where two 300 foot monsters sneak up on the military. The Foley artist was like off, I guess, and just didn't put the sounds, the the sounds of, you know, the concussive blast of each footstep that would make until like they were right on top of them. There's a lot of other reasons I don't like that movie. I also, this is a good point to talk about like Godzilla design elements. make godzilla godzilla again 98 godzilla it's a fun monster design it's not a good godzilla design i like the way it moves godzilla 2014 i i don't like the design of him first of all his head's too small he's all torso he's all torso and has like a tiny little head and i hate the design of his feet his feet suck legendary's godzilla the feet suck they got he's got like elephant feet the problem with the design there's not enough whimsy is that it's like it's all based on like let's try to make it realistic uh my favorite godzilla design is for uh, well overall i'd say my favorite godzilla design is the shin godzilla design i think i'd say the worst godzilla design overall is the godzilla the king kong versus godzilla like design well both of them they both look like shit that's like the weakest film of the whole show or run the original king kong versus godzilla godzilla versus king kong not very good king kong escapes is fucking dope the only thing i don't like about king kong escapes is that goddamn sound that Mecha King Kong makes. It pierces my soul. What the hell was I talking about? Oh yeah, so Godzilla 1985. Is that what we're talking about? No, we, I think we passed that. Godzilla was kind of like the bing bong of my inside-out childhood. It kind of got forgotten for a little while. Until uh, 1988. And this also like ties in with my love for horror hosts, and I think that's why I brought up Godzilla in that other podcast, is that... They started airing Morgus the Magnificent, a local New Orleans horror host. And they started syndicating in New York for some reason, uh, for like a year. And the majority of the stuff they'd show was Godzilla stuff. And that's when I rekindled my love for him. Then it kind of disappeared again for a little while until I discovered MST3K. And they did their fantastic episode of Godzilla vs. Megalon, co-starring my longtime man crush, Jet the Jaguar this is around the time I was like reading fango I had no idea they were still making Godzilla films like, I thought Godzilla 85 that was it until like I think uh in like the 80s or 90s when I was reading fango or it might have been Starlock now that I think about it where I saw like this big spread for Godzilla versus Biollante, and I was like oh shit they're still making them but it was like they never made their way out here it wasn't until years later where I was able to like uh when I started like uh these the last gasp of the tape trading days where I was able to get bootlegs of the Heisei era Godzilla films. So the Heisei era ends with Godzilla versus Destroyer. They know how to go out with a bang, aside from the show era. And then that was it until 98. And again, another reason I have like a soft spot for the 98. I was 18, dude. I still had hope. I was still able to maintain erections. It was a good time. The last couple of phases of Godzilla have always seemed to have been an answer to an American version. It's like they're afraid to see like its commercial viability of a Godzilla film until like they like, they let the Americans test it out. It's like, you see if, if it still works. All right, good. Now we'll make it. I'd say the Millennium Era, because since it was the, mo- the most readily available, is the stuff I watched the most. This is around the time I was reading Ain't It Cool a Lot and that... Disgusting manchild Harry Knowles would uh, always like have headlines with a new Godzilla films coming out. Man in suit, man in suit, man in suit. You had to be there. I'd say the best set of that run is uh, GMK. I think a lot of people agree on that. Even though I don't like, I don't like Godzilla's eyes being like that. Here's another thing I don't like about Godzilla design, and I and this is like purists may like go may scop at this. I don't like when he has ears. They go real ear ear heavy sometimes. I know he had ears in the original design. That's fine, but you know, but I I, I don't like it my favorite head shape is like around the 71 to 73 Godzilla versus Megalon run like around there Gagan and Megalon era I just like that head shape because it's kind of crooked I like when his head's not his head's not like formed right does, I don't like when there's symmetry in the head I like when it's kind of a mess which is why I love the Shin Godzilla design I was surprised to learn but not surprised that Godzilla Final Wars uh, it was a flop uh, domestically in Japan, which is why they kind of put it under wraps until 2016. It didn't surprise me because it kind of lines up with my feelings about Ryuhai Kitamura, the director of that film. I had a lot of hopes for that guy, and he kind of disappointed me. Like, his first film, if you ever want to see a fun little B film, his debut film, Versus, is a delight. Starring my boy, Tak Sakaguchi, which you should also, if you want to see a great Tak Sakaguchi film, well, he's got a few good ones is uh, check out uh, Battlefield Baseball, one of the funniest movies ever made, who actually should have been the lead. I don't know why they went with the other guy. Oh, I know why. Because they were so hell-bent on ripping off the Matrix that uh, they hired a guy, Matsuhiro Matsaka, uh, who looks entirely too much like Keanu Reeves. Sidebar, if you were going to go the Keanu Reeves route, why don't they hire Tadanabu Asana? most american viewers might recognize him as hogan in uh, those thor movies cooler audience members might know him as itchy the killer and the coolest audience members will know him from the film shark hip man and peach hip girl katsuhito ishii's sublime absurdist crime comedy Anyway, Tadunabu Asano has often been called the Keanu Reeves of Japan. So, if you were going to go that route, you should have went with him. But uh, back to why I, I I wasn't surprised that Godzilla: Final Wars bombed is that that film is Ryuhei Kitamura's essentially a demo reel for America uh he, he's a disappointment he was a re- disappointment to me because when you have to get the more out uh, when, when I first saw versus I'm like this guy's gonna be the next Japanese Peter Jackson and instead he turned out to be the Japanese Michael Bay I still like Godzilla final Wars it's a lot of fun it's a tone it's a tonal clusterfuck but still it is a lot of fun stuff in it. Th- th- but the problem is is that that film's catering way too much to the West and Godzilla works best when he's speaking on Japanese things I mean some 41 gets top billing in the opening credits that's fucking bizarre. You hire me. Then he did that film Mid- Midnight Meat Train, which I actually never saw because I was I was over him. I was like I followed him from verses, and I, when he, I heard he got Final Wars, I'm like he's gonna make it amazing. And it was just okay. I like Final Wars. It's it's fun to look at. Don't like the Godzilla design again with the ears. The original Godzilla was like really. It's interesting how that blew up because it was just it was really just them just doing. Let's do a knockoff of the piece of Twenty Thousand Fathoms. Really, what made Godzilla work. Like endure where that film kind of is, you know, largely forgotten. But an Atomic Monster in Japan, it hits different. I thought Shin's Godzilla was good when I first watched it. I don't think that anymore. I think it's one of the best films of the 21st century. No, for real, it's that fucking good. It's a movie that Westerners don't tend to like. Like a lot of Godzilla fans, like that guy who I was talking about earlier about the 98 Godzilla. That guy he does not like that movie it's, like, it's all meetings and i was watching actually a youtube video where the guy was this guy actually did a very thoughtful like examination of the science behind shin godzilla about the, how the 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 biological science of how shin godzilla functions but he was just like the whole movie's all fucking meetings that's the stuff I like. <laughs> First of all, a lot of it's very, very funny. Here's the thing about Shin Godzilla: you gotta find a good copy of it with really good subtitles. I watched it recently again, like leading up to the seeing uh, Godzilla minus one, and I watched it on Crunchyroll. I got like a free because I couldn't find it anywhere else, so I got like a seven day, which I qu- quickly unsubscribed. That had the worst subtitles I've ever seen, dude. You're you're country Crunchyroll, like all you do is present Japanese films and anime. And like the subtitles were notably atrocious. Like a good half second before they should be. Crunchyroll, get your shit together. It, I, I'd say Shin Godzilla is a nearly perfect film. Uh, just sidebar, uh, I've worked as a film editor for a number of years. That film is one of the best edited films I've seen in decades. It is, it is phenomenal, the editing in that film. That might not have much currency for a lot of you, but for somebody like me who like really obsesses over editing because it's kind of like how I earn a living sometimes, you, th- tr- trust me. you don't have to trust me on anything else. Like I said, I, I like 98 Godzilla. so like like anything like subjective, but I'll tell you right now the editing in Shin Godzilla is top shelf, some of the best you'll ever see. took Godzilla back to basics but was also very experimental about it. That film is the, what I like to call the first kaiju procedural. And it's like, yeah, it's very tedious, and that's the point. You don't know about anybody's life outside of what's happening in the moment, which is usually bad. Somehow they made that work, and it's it's really a ma- magic trick that film because there is nothing in the way of like typical melodrama. You don't know anything about the people except their functions, like their their positions. It works in the same way that heist films work because it's all about problem solving. So let's talk about, like, a thing about Godzilla films that most people, that was, like, like a big common thing. Is it like Godzilla kind of functioned for a lot of people, myself included. Like, pornography? You, the talking is just perfunctory. You're just trying to it's like, alright, get to it. You hit that fast-forward like Okay, come on. Come on, again. Start sucking that dick. There it is. Like, that's how like Godzilla was. If it was the first film, for me, at least, that it was like, you know what? There could be no Godzilla in this and I'm fucking riveted that's amazing Godzilla JMK is good like there's some good character stuff in that and you know there's a lot of good character stuff in all of them in a lot of them at least but that movie was like this could be just a political thriller that I'm fucking totally on board with like this could have been about Fukushima I mean it was about Fukushima but it could have been about that explicitly and I would have been like this is one of the best movies I've ever seen it was so good it won like like a punch of Japanese Academy Awards it's 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 acclaimed. my favorite Godzilla design oh Godzilla's hands in that I love Shin Godzilla's hands I want a bust of just his hands God Shin Godzilla is the only film up to this point that basically encapsulates its own era it was so good that they said you know what this is gonna be nigh impossible to top so let's not Hollywood you should like take a specifically Disney you know this is entertainment 101 always leave them wanting more have you been seeing what's going on with Disney oh oh forget about like the continuity of these films like if you're like one of those maniacs who like need to like understand how everything fits canically Got That rat's nest of continuity that is Godzilla will make your fucking head spin. Hideki Anno's like whole Shin line of kaiju and Sokusatsu movies uh, with like Shin Ultraman and Shin Kamen Rider are all top shelf shit. I watched Shin Kamen Rider recently and made me wish I knew anything more about Kamen Rider other than it exists. And I think it would have like had much more resonance with me. As it stood, it's still a great movie. Oh, another great thing about uh, Shin Godzilla. One of the biologists is played by uh, director Shinya Sugimoto, who is one of my favorite directors of all time, who made the films, uh, the Tetsuo, the Iron Man trilogy, and uh, my favorite boxing film of all time, Tokyo Fist. Plays a biologist, he's just like in there willy-nilly. One of my, the guy who made some of my favorite monster movies, just willy-nilly in there. Just like, just as a little sprinkling of awesome. Didn't even need to, didn't even need to do that. So when they announced Godzilla Minus One, I was like, how are you gonna follow this one up? And did Godzilla minus one reach lofty heights of Shin Godzilla? In short, no. And now a word from our sponsors.
0: Since I came here 15 years ago, girls have been in my head. Walk me through the specifics of the case. Patty, Catherine,
1: Olivia, Hope, Fiona, Veronica, Juliet.
0: You have this way of taking things to the edge. Just leave it alone. But what I need to do is to lend a voice to these lost girls.
1: When you walk with the devil, he won't let you go so easy. Don't shine, don't,
0: you? Never, don't shine. You, you don't rob the spark and punish the innocent God, because you can't I stand he what it he feels about you.
1: I'm, I'm so tired. Familiar. Familiar. Let me out! There's something wrong. Something's wrong with you. A place among the dead. And for me, for me, for a lot of you, I imagine you're going to love this. If you want a straight-up, back-to-basics Godzilla film, this is going to be your cup of tea. You're going to love this movie. So I got an invite from, a press invite from uh, the Japan Society, who I'd like to take the time right now to thank for the invite. I really appreciate it. uh, To see a screening last night. The film is really good on its own terms. This is probably going to be a movie, a Godzilla film, that I'm going to watch more than Shit Godzilla, because it's more immediately entertaining. Godzilla, like, Shin Godzilla is one of those films you really got to kind of pay attention to, like, the nuance to really get the most out of it. This is, like, a good, hey, let me just sit down and watch a really fun, really thrilling escapist adventure. I was a little nervous that it was set sort of in the same period that the original Godzilla was. Even though it's actually, I mean, it's, like, seven years earlier. But I, I didn't realize it was, like, really specifically talking about again like godzilla works the best when it's talking about a specific japanese issue and this is post-war like fresh post-war japan where everything was literal that whole country was in the shitter. uh it talks a lot about like about the government's failings Like, what's going on in Japan? I mean, I think that's a worldwide thing. I think we're all kind of not vibing with our elected leaders. So I think that's why Godzilla has been resonating a lot with me, at least. So let me give you, like, a brief rundown of, like, the plot. And then we'll just go in from there. Here's a crazy thing. Uh, Before I get into, like, the plot, talk about... Here's an amazing thing about these Godzilla films. This is where Hollywood needs to take note. Shin Godzilla and this film both had budgets of $15 million dollars. They look better than a couple of the 150 plus million dollar movies I've seen lately. It's embarrassing at this point. Like, dude, like they know how to stretch a dollar or stretch a yen. I even tweeted about it. So take that, Hollywood. Not great, Bob. So it's 19... 45, it's like the end of the war, the movie starts. We follow a, a kamikaze pilot, Koichi Tsukishima, as he lands on Odo Island. Odo Island, of course, being the fictional island from the original Godzilla film. This island is being used as a repair hub for kamikaze pilots. One of the engineers, or the mechanics, is like, uh, there's nothing wrong with the plane. And this is like a dishonorable thing. Like, if you're a kamikaze pilot, your job is to just die. And the film goes into, like, like the morality of that. Like, it's about it's a honor. It's dishonorable not to die if you're a, a kamikaze pilot, and he feels ashamed by that. The film like like really deals with that the idea of like should he feel shame for like not dying because the government was too cheap? The mechanic's like, hey, yeah, uh, not wrong with this plane, boy, and he feels like shame for that. That night, this is like, two, like this is like two minutes, three maybe. Godzilla shows up, just fucking just balls out all the way in, just shows up, and uh, not his uh, full height. All the mechanics like take cover and uh, they ask uh, Shikini- Shishkama to get in his plane and hit it with its 20 millimeter guns. And he freezes up and is like too scared. And Godzilla promptly just wipes the floor with all the mechanics except for one. And they're all dead. And uh, except for that one guy who like lets him know his displeasure at not him at Shishkama for not firing his guns. And uh, as they're like being taken back to the mainland, he gives him pictures of that those all those soldiers families like real dick move Shishima meets Noriko Oishi a vagrant in this in in post-war Tokyo Tokyo is just a hovel everybody's just living in hovels in Tokyo she's found a baby and she's taking care of it and she just kind of moves into his hovel with him a couple years go by and they've kind of like developed a family unit even though he's like he just Chill treats them as guests. He refuses to connect emotionally with anybody, with them. Other than that, he gets a job for cleaning up mines, all the uh, ocean mines that, like the the Allies and and Japan had left in the in the Pacific. High paying job because there's a high element of danger to it. And then he meets. Now this is where the movie becomes. And it's obvious, the influence. And it's funny for a couple reasons. The influence is obviously Steven Spielberg and Jaws. Now, why that's funny is because, if you remember, that was Gareth Roberts' influence for the 2014 Godzilla. And Gareth Roberts has come out and said he was jealous watching the movie. I wonder what he means by that, like watching this film, because uh, I'll just say it. This film gets it right where Gareth Roberts' film did not. It's trying to do the same thing. But the little it's it, the devil's in the details this film gets those elements just right and it's just like this ocean adventure like in the second half of jaws this part section of the film plays out so well so beautifully you meet the characters you meet the, a young uh young boy who has been to war uh, old salty sailor and the doctor scientist character who has my who has the best fucking hair i love his hair in this movie they run into godzilla They're, they narrowly escape godzilla is now full size and is ornery let's talk about godzilla's temperament in this movie because godzilla's like his temperament changes from film to film like in shin godzilla godzilla is just a is a confused animal in a lot of pain doesn't even understand what's happening or why in this film godzilla is just a dick Godzilla is just an alpha male Chad who is just running around asserting dominance to anything he comes across. Just like, what? what? He's kind of like that asshole Clint in the 1993 Richard Linklater film, Dazed and Confused. Hey, I'll be watching you, Newton. (laughs) I only came here to do two things, man. Kick some ass and drink some beer. It's like we're almost out of beer <laughs> a character i so much admire i modeled my look on him just getting in everybody's grill just my house bitches. that's godzilla's temperament in this film so that's what everybody's dealing with design of this godzilla chef's kiss beautiful perfect uh, just as close to perfect as a godzilla design gets from my opinion i wish his shoulders were a little bit more uh defined i think godzilla needs a little bit of a shoulder i don't like when it's smooth transition from uh, to arms to neck. I need a little bit of shoulder. Godzilla then hits Tokyo and hits it good. And now it's so funny. These last few Godzilla films, they've added a lot of ceremony. It hasn't. It wasn't always that way, but now there's a lot of ceremony in the build up to Godzilla atomic fire breath. I mean, I listen Shin Godzilla. I mean when he lets loose his atomic fire breath in that film is, is one of the most hauntingly beautiful scenes in a film. I actually teared up when I first watched King Godzilla, when, I, when he did his atomic fire breath, just because, not even because of like, it's like emotional in like a traditional sense, I just, because it was so beautiful. This one is a lot of fun. And another thing that this film gets right, and that Shin Godzilla got right. they they've figured it out. It's funny, it took them 70 years to figure this out. By the way, this film comes out at the 70th anniversary of Godzilla, and I was just like, well, wait a minute, but Godzilla Final Wars, that was the 50th anniversary, and that was only... Oh. When stuff like that happens, I feel like this. What is happening to me? He chose... One. yeah that happens a lot as you get older so his atomic fire breath is holy shit it's bad and this is the first time this happened was in Shin godzilla because you go, again like i said earlier you go to a godzilla film because i want to see big lizard go smashy smashy right Shin godzilla was the first film where when godzilla like really go shithouse on tokyo where i don't like my reaction isn't that that spectacle woo feel it's that Oh no that wouldn't be good at all. Not great Bob. I think this film actually tops that feeling for me in this film because it really when he goes when he destroys stuff it's like oh my god how do you come back from that this is a disaster. Something happens around this point in the film and getting back to the Steven Spielberg influence something happens at this point of the film that kind of came this close to breaking credibility and ruining the film for me i won't say what it is but i will tell you this there's a passage in screenwriter william goldman's delightfully catty book adventures in the screen trade where he talks about his uh, his experiences in hollywood and this kind of just generally shit talking a bunch of other filmmakers and other screenwriters it's great it's a lot of fun if you're into that kind of thing uh there's a passage that's always stuck with me there's a sequence that he didn't like but then did in Raiders of the Lost Ark Marion Ravenwood has been kidnapped and a few scenes later Indiana Jones finds himself at this camp and he walks into a random tent and in this random tent is Marion Ravenwood William Goldman said that scene broke like just like oh no because it's kind of contrived it's so defined by coincidence he didn't like it but then Indiana Jones realizes he can't let her out because that will alert them. So he leaves her there and then goes about his business. And William Goldman, and I agree with him on this, is like, that's what makes the scene work. They find a clever way to get out of that contrivance or to make it work. I won't say what happens, But this film does something incredibly similar. And I wonder if that was a conscious choice on the director's part. Or is it just like I read an interview with him and he's like saying like there's a lot of choices, uh, both conscious and unconscious, he made that relate to like choices that Spielberg made. So that happens. The survivors then set a coalition because they've said U.S. is kind of... uh, Onto their next big bad, which is uh, Russia, so they're not going to be helping us. And uh, the government uh, sucks. Our government's a bunch of jerk-offs who put us in planes with the sole purpose of crashing and killing ourselves. So we don't want to involve them. So this is a coalition of civilians, ex-military, b- businesses, merchants, all coming together to like, okay, let's solve this fucking Godzilla problem and uh a lot of good monster movies how are you gonna kill like you know nightmare on elm street it's just like how are you gonna like they, they always got to figure out a cool clever way to dispatch either jason freddy chucky or in this case godzilla they found a really interesting physics-based way to like kill him in this one it's great i'm not going to spoil anything there from here on out i think it's worth your time i think it's one of the most fun films i've seen all year Probably the best film I've seen all year. I I don't know what I saw this year. There's a lot of shit out. But uh, this was great. Top to bottom, great cast, great direction. As far as like a traditional style of Godzilla goes, this this is a baseline now for how good Godzilla films should be going forward. For me personally, I'll always love Shin Godzilla more. I think more people will like this more than that one. It's more immediately gratifying. Check it out. I think you're gonna love this movie so thank you again to Japan Society may your champagne dreams turn to urine or something thank you very much Wow I didn't know how interesting Godzilla was <laughs> I'm glad you think so
0: so are we gonna do it or what
1: yes we are <laughs>